This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 574. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 574. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Here we are. We are in the fourth week of August, the fourth week of our August theme of leaning into leadership. And we are nearing the end of our summer series. So this entire summer, we have been working through this summer series all about how to lead like a mother. My goal this summer has to every single week bring you bite-sized curriculum to help you get out of your own way, retrain your brain, and lead into leadership in all the ways where you are already a leader because you are already a leader. You have heard me say this at the beginning of every episode for 12 episodes now. You are already a leader. And perhaps you also have some new areas where you've been feeling a pull toward leadership, but you've been feeling a little nervous or tentative. I'm hoping that over the course of these three months of content that you are now feeling like, yeah, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could step into leadership in new ways. So as a refresh, in June, we talked about all about how to get out of your own way. In July, we talked about how to retrain your brain. And this month, the month of August, we've been talking all about how to lean into leadership. So if you have not listened to all of the preceding episodes, do it as you can when you can. It's okay if you don't listen to things sequentially. There's lots of goodies over the last three months that I want you to make sure to grab as you can on your own time schedule. But if you haven't listened to the last three months, you can still absolutely just dive in today 
and go back and listen to those episodes as you have time. So today we're going to be talking about owning your struggles and stories. Owning your struggles and stories is like the game changer when it comes to leadership. Because if you can own your struggles and stories, you have self-awareness and insight into who you are and how you show up that will allow you to lead in such powerful ways. Here's the thing about our struggles and our stories. We get to choose how to position our struggles and our stories. And if we don't make a conscientious choice around how to position those struggles and those stories, sometimes we let other people choose how to position them for us. And we create narratives around other people's impressions of our struggles and stories. And that is the opposite of leadership. Leadership is identifying your struggles and your stories and positioning them in a way that you write the final chapter. You decide what the endings to the stories are in order to give yourself the power that you need to allow those struggles and those stories to shape you into a person who is always growing and always learning and always becoming. So I want you to think about what it would look like if the stories that you shied away from sharing are actually the stories and the circumstances that give you your superpowers. What are the stories that you might shy away from sharing that actually position you in your biggest, strongest superpowers? So I'm going to give you some examples. And these are some heavy examples. And these could easily, and for many reasons, be stories that you would shy away from talking about. Some of them, just as a means of safety, you might not be in a position to share openly. But I want you to think about, if you have a story that relates to this topic, how you could reposition the story and the struggles that surround it in order for it to become a superpower. So listen to this list. And trigger warning, these are like heavy life stories. I'm not going to dive into any of them. I'm just listing them off. But just trigger warning that some of these things like they might be triggering just as I kind of shout them out. And so if you're not ready for that, if you don't want to tap into some of the like more vulnerable situations in your life or in your past, if you want to push pause and come back to this when you're ready, absolutely fine. So here are some examples of stories or struggles that perhaps you've shied away from sharing, but actually probably have given you a ton of superpowers. Domestic violence, addiction, eating disorders, abortion, divorce, infertility, infidelity, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, homelessness, joblessness, worthlessness, parenting a child with a disability, race, sexual orientation, gender identity, religious affiliation or experiences, medical conditions, illnesses, and disease, temporary or chronic, mental illness, suicide, PTSD, sexual assault or rape, teen pregnancy, harassment, bullying. Those are big, right? I told you those are big ones. So if you have a story, if you have a history with any of these, for many reasons, you might shy away from sharing these stories. And I would not encourage you to share these stories if you couldn't do it in a way that was safe for you. 100%. (laughs) I'm not encouraging you to jump out and share stories that would put you in an unsafe situation. But I do want to encourage you to position yourself in these stories and circumstances and struggles in ways that give you power. So even if you can't share the specifics of the story, could you leverage the lessons 
from these circumstances to give you superpowers in terms of how you show up and lead in your life. That can be a minute. It can take a minute to consider that. But these are the stories that give us power. So for me, it's talking about my anxiety and PTSD that gives me power, not shying away from it. It was talking about infertility that gave me power. I did not talk about infertility for the first couple of years that we were going through it. And that was excruciating. It was in talking about it, especially as we went through trying to get pregnant a second time, that, oh my gosh, I felt so much connection and support because I was sharing it. And all of a sudden, this thing that had been the most lonely, isolating thing in my life became this point of connection that helped me create a totally different and very beautiful and powerful narrative around that story. So I was able to close the chapter of that story, really feeling in charge of the ending, really feeling like I got to write the last chapter and the last chapter was not me sitting on the bathroom floor with my one millionth negative pregnancy test crying all by myself. Instead, that last chapter was me feeling surrounded by love and support when we decided that we were done. We were done with this circus, if you will, of going through infertility stuff and feeling like we weren't sure what was going to happen next. And on this roller coaster that just seemed like endless, I felt surrounded instead of isolated. And that changed everything. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I want to talk through six steps to turning struggles into stories of strength. Because I want you to recognize that we all have stories where we have been extremely vulnerable and perhaps greatly harmed. And some of those things we haven't fully processed. And some of those things, you know, we might have unprocessed trauma around. And so I want you to be conscientious of where you're at in that journey and what you can do now based on where you're at. I'm not a therapist. I am by no means going to be the person that can help you resolve unprocessed trauma, but I can give you some steps that you can take to pivot struggles into stories of strength in small ways that might allow you to start processing that trauma with a therapist or medical professional if that's the route you want to take. Or you might have stories that are where you've processed the trauma or they're just less traumatic and you feel ready to rewrite the endings in a new way. So here's six steps that you can take to turn struggles into stories of strength. Number one is to rewrite the story as a neutral truth. So going back to my story of infertility or even my story around anxiety, I could tell all sorts of stories around how I wasn't good enough and I couldn't get my shit together and I was the victim of things and things felt unfair and like people did certain things to me that made me really mad and that harmed me and there's all sorts of stories that I could tell around either of those circumstances that would keep me in the space of like not being able to use those stories as a strength. But in starting to rewrite those stories as neutral truths to be like, well, Families are made in a lot of different ways. And so the way that my family was made, and this is literally what we say to Vinny, the way that our family was made is that we had to go to Dr. Chanel's office. Dr. Chanel was able to, some mommies and daddies can get pregnant all by themselves. They don't need a doctor's help. But in our family, we needed a doctor's help. And we were so lucky that Dr. Chanel had everything that we needed for her to help us get pregnant with you. And the story is like constantly evolving as he gets older. But like he knows that sometimes babies are made at home and sometimes babies are made in a doctor's office. And for me to be able to tell that story as a neutral truth, oh my gosh, so strong. Otherwise, I would be like sitting in this puddle of tears like everyone else just got pregnant the first time they tried and we couldn't. And like I could absolutely wrap my head around like how unfair it was and how hard it was. And instead, I've decided to write this as a super neutral thing that some families get pregnant in one way, some families get pregnant in other ways. This is how our family got pregnant. And that's how I talk about infertility. 
super neutral with a hell of a lot of gratitude when I'm talking to my child about it. Like we were so lucky that we got to do it in this way and that it worked and we were so excited and all those things. Okay. So how can you rewrite your story as a neutral truth? When I talk about my story around anxiety, that for me, anxiety as recognizable anxiety started when I was eight years old, when I stopped sleeping through the night. Here's exactly what happened. So I can talk about that story in a super neutral way that I stopped sleeping through the night. I was scared every single night that our house was being robbed. I knew like every night I woke up very convinced. I heard these certain noises. I would call out for my mom. It was absolutely terrifying. I had this visceral, like major fear experience and major like trauma experience every single night as I was panicking because I was so certain our house was being robbed. That has been anxiety started for me. That's just the super neutral truth. Now, I could be really worried that a whole bunch of people are going to think I'm super weird that I was so scared of burglars at age eight. Or instead, I could just be like, this is who I was as an eight-year-old. This is what it looked like for me. What I've recognized is embracing my stories as neutral truths. A whole bunch of other people are like, oh my gosh, me too. That was exactly what happened to me. Oh my gosh, I totally relate to this part of the story. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for saying that. So rewriting your story as a neutral truth, instead of writing it as this thing that's surrounded in shame, that's surrounded in like dirty little secrets, those kinds of things, instead just really neutral truths. This episode is supported by my very own 15-Minute Manifest. Oh my goodness, I created my 15-Minute Manifest as a free tool to offer all of you a while back because here's what I know. I know that what you do first thing in the morning matters and has big impact on the rest of your day. If you can take a few minutes to yourself early in the morning, first thing before the day takes control of you, you get to take back the power in order to have a positive, powerful, and productive day. I created this free resource a while back. And at this point, over a thousand of you have used this tool over and over and over again and have given me feedback in terms of how helpful it has been for you to be able to stop dreading your day and to start turning your dreams into a reality by simply taking a minute to frame your day in those first few minutes after you get up. So this tool is meant to to be used over the course of 15 minutes or less. If you don't have 15 minutes, that's okay. I show you how to do it in less time in order to energize your day, in order to help you kick off the day feeling fueled and fired up and ready to go. So in this tool, you are going to get my 15 minute routine that helps fuel your day. You're going to get the exact tools and resources that I use to start every day to feel energized and exhilarated. I'm going to give you three essential questions to ask yourself in the morning. I'm going to give you 10 five-minute workout options so that you can get moving quickly in the morning in a way that feels good and that gets you fired up and fueled up and ready to go without having to like break a major sweat, go to a gym, do anything hugely significant, just something that has impact in terms of moving your body, getting the blood flowing and getting you ready to go. And then I'm also going to give you my top 20 book recommendations, the books that I have been reading over the years that light me up and lift me up, especially on those mornings when I'm like, mama needs some help. <laughs> and so I want you to go get this free tool I created just for you. It's a downloadable free ebook. If you go to shamelessmom.com slash 15mm for 15 minute manifest, you can download it for free today. That's shamelessmom.com slash 15mm. The second step to turning your struggle into a story of strength is to tell it in an open-ended format. This has been so helpful for me, and this I have to give so much credit to my writing teacher, Stephanie. I took this writing class on and off over the last year, and 
she would give us these prompts and give us ideas on things to write on. And we got to kind of self-select, but I would give, I would take a topic. So for example, one of my topics was that I stopped sleeping through the night when I was eight years old. And she'd be like, okay, I want you to write 700 words on that for next week. And I would start writing on it and being able to start wherever I wanted to start in the story, the things that would come to mind and the memories that I would have and the feeling like I could just remember being this little girl in my bed with the blankets over my head being so scared every night. And I could remember these really specific details, one of them being that I was so scared that a burglar was going to come in and kill me by way of lethal injection. And I was so worried about the needle was going to be so long. I was like, it's not going to be like the needle that like when I get a blood draw, it's going to be like six inches long and like really thick and it's going to go right into my brain. And I had these like very, as I started writing, I would remember these details that were so vivid to me that I hadn't really thought about. And as I was writing, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so what Like what eight-year-old thinks of that? And also, like that was a significant part of the story for me. Like remembering that detail reminded me why I was so scared because I had that vivid image every night of what this needle was gonna look like that was gonna go into my brain. So telling your stories in an open-ended format, whether you're writing in a journal or dictating or talking it through with someone, like talking it through in therapy, where you get to start wherever you wanna start and you get to go until you're done. And in that process, you start to connect so many dots. It is so wildly therapeutic because all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, as I'm saying this or writing it, I can now see how this connects to this other thing. And now when I'm talking in therapy and I'm telling stories, I can connect so many things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see how like this conversation that I had with my husband that made me so mad, it only made me mad because it reminded me of this thing with my dad. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I get it now. So you can turn your struggles into stories of strength when you have that space to talk and talk through your stories and tell about your stories in an open-ended format. So where can you do that? It might be journaling. It might be dictating into a dictation app on your phone. It might be talking it through with a therapist. Number three, pay attention to what you learned from living the story. What did you learn from living the story? And it might be like lessons that you learned. It might be things that you're grateful for. I know for me, there's really hard things that we go through where it can be hard to be like, well, what am I grateful for from this traumatic experience? But it might be the gratitude of connection with other people who understand. It might be the perspective that you have now of how strong you are because you've been through this really hard thing. It might be that now you have deep empathy and compassion for other people who've been through hard things. So what have you learned? Were there specific lessons where you're like, wow, I'm really glad that I pushed through because I learned this lesson that has served me in my work or my relationships? Or is it just other lessons that have taught you like how to be a better citizen and a better human because you've been through something hard? But what are the lessons that you've learned from living the story? And then you get to own those lessons. And sometimes if we haven't identified what we've learned, we stay stuck in that like we were the victim and this really crappy thing happened and that wasn't cool and it wasn't fair. And how do we move beyond that? Well, what if we could acknowledge what we've learned, even if it was lessons we didn't want to learn, even if it was really painful and really hard, but how can we look at that and be like, oh, now I get it. I know that I definitely look at certain relationships in my life and I could, it would be easy for me to be really resentful. And instead 
I can look at it and be like, oh, well, I can see that like this person giving up on me actually made me way stronger in a certain way. This person doubting who I am or where I was going to go, as painful as that was and as traumatic as that was, it really positioned me to go out and prove myself. And I'm so glad that I've done that. I'm so glad, like I'm not glad to have a doubter and glad that someone who I trusted didn't believe in me, but that became a catalyst for me. So I am glad that I had that catalyst to really prove how strong I am and to really prove the impact that I can have. And that's really, really awesome. Fourth is note how the story or the struggle made you stronger. When you have to show up in really hard ways repeatedly, you become stronger, you become more resilient, you become more resourceful. It sucks in the moment, like all caps sucks. (laughs) But if you can look at on the other side of that, how did it make you stronger? Oh my gosh, you have so much more power. That is where power comes from. That is where leadership comes from. That is where truth telling comes from. So you have to recognize how did the story make you stronger? Because it definitely did. But you have to conscientiously own that. You have to step into the story and really see that and really own it. Number five, the fifth way to turn your struggle into a story of strength is to consider how someone else would share this story about you. Oh my goodness. So... I want you to think about how someone else would tell this story. Think about how you tell, think about one of your close friends who's been through something really hard. So maybe they've been through the loss of a child, or maybe they've been through breast cancer, or maybe they've been through the loss of a parent. Think about something really hard that they've been through. And then I want you to think about how you would talk about that story. And in talking about that story, how would you explain them or describe them? Because you would tell that story and you'd be like, holy cow, let me tell you about my friend, the strongest woman I know, the strongest mom I know. She had a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and she was also diagnosed with cancer, and she had to go through treatment over and over, and it was such an excruciating time for her. And she had to show up for her family during this time, and she just made sure that her kids felt loved, even though she was terrified. And she made sure that she was still having fun, because if something If her treatment didn't work, she wanted to be making memories so that she would have these memories, her children would have these memories, and there'd be these beautiful family moments that would always be a part of her legacy. And you would tell that story, and you would position this amazing friend in all of her glory going through this really awful circumstance, and all you would see is how strong and graceful and gentle and powerful she is. So now think about how someone would share a story about you how someone would share the way, how they would talk about the things that you've been through. And could you see yourself and your story through someone else's eyes? Because you probably haven't given yourself permission to do that. But if you could give yourself permission to do that, you might see a really different version of yourself. Give yourself permission to see that version of you, because that's the version that everyone else already sees and knows to be true. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, 
wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And then number six, the sixth way to turn your struggle into a story of strength is by recognizing how sharing your story can help others. How can sharing your story help other people? recognize the need for others to connect with you through vulnerability. Recognize the need for others to connect with you through vulnerability. So I recently shared this post about how my husband and I had this really awful date night, our first date night after the pandemic. We were so excited. Like for a couple of weeks, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. We're date night. We're going to a nice restaurant. We haven't done this in so long. And he was like the same. He's like, I know it's going to be so great. And then we get there. We're there for like 15 minutes. We get in a huge fight <laughs> and I'm trying not to cry. I'm so mad. And oh my gosh. And all I was thinking, and this might just give you a good laugh. When this happens with us, when we get in squabbles like this, I jump to this place. This is my defense mechanism. I don't say it out loud, but in my head, I think, well, obviously we need to get divorced now because he does not see me. He's not hearing me. He's not seeing me. So we should just get divorced. That's probably just the best solution, (laughs) which I understand is a very like overreactive stance. (laughs) And some of you I know can relate. And some of you are like, whoa, like that went really far, really fast. But those of you who can relate, you're like, yeah. I get it. Like, that's the place I go. And especially if you have come from a place where you haven't had it modeled to you, where there's conflict in relationships and then it's resolved, you're like, I don't even know how this gets resolved. So I guess we're just done. (laughs) Like, it's been a great 18 years. Bye. And so we're sitting at this dinner and this is what I'm thinking. And I'm like, cool, it's over. Like in my rational mind, I know that's not true. But in my irrational mind, like I'm keeping, I'm like tallying up like, I'm going to start packing. He's going to see that I mean business, you know? So I shared on social media that we went on this date night. It went, did not go well. We got in this big fight. And then we had this, my husband was like, let's just reset. We're at the dinner. He's like, let's just reset, which I could not do because I was busy planning the divorce pretty much. (laughs) Like I was busy racking up all the points in my head around like why I was right and he was wrong and why like he needed to see me better and why like all the things, right? And so when we 
went on a date night two weeks later and had so much more fun. <laughs> and we were able to like not get in a fight. And we were, and by the way, like the previous date night, the one that was a mess, we did reset, but it was really hard for me. And it was just like, not one of our better dates. We ended up having fun by the end, but it was like, it was just a bummer to have that first couple hours be wonky. And especially because we'd been looking so forward to it. So we went on a second date night a couple weeks later and we had a great time and it was like way chill and mellow and like exactly what a date night should be. So I posted on social media when we got home from the second date night to say like, hey, we totally botched our first post-pandemic date night. This is what it looked like. Maybe you can relate. We ended up having a redo two weeks later. So much better. Like just FYI to everyone, navigating post-pandemic relationships and partnerships is hard and it's going to take you a minute to get your shit together. (laughs) And so I shared the story and it felt like a really vulnerable share because I don't talk about my marriage very often. I don't talk about my marriage on social media because I don't want to pull my husband into things. It's like he did not choose to have a podcast or a platform. So I want to be really thoughtful and conscientious of that. I asked him before I could share. I said, like, are you cool with this? He said, yes. But what was really amazing is in sharing, a whole bunch of people were like, oh my gosh, I totally get it. Like, this was us a couple of weeks ago. We've been through the same thing. Like, navigating relationships right now is really tricky. And it became this really great point of connection. So how can sharing stories help others? Because a whole bunch of people were like, thank you so much for sharing this. This is what marriage really looks like. We took this really beautiful picture, if I do say so myself, this really beautiful selfie at the end of that second date night. And I posted it and I didn't want to post it as like date night, all, you know, rainbows and unicorns, because the reality was behind that picture was a really crappy date from a few weeks ago that I felt like had to be acknowledged before I posted this really beautiful, perfect picture of us. And so what happened in posting this beautiful picture, but sharing behind the scenes that there was like kind of this disaster that had happened is that a bunch of people were able to say, oh my gosh, I've totally been there. I totally get it. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for like giving us a perspective on what marriage really looks like right now, post pandemic in 2021. So think about how can you sharing your stories help other people? How can there be this place for others to connect with you through your vulnerability, of course, in ways that are safe and appropriate for where you are right now in your phase of processing. So I want you to now think about what are some of the struggles that you've, you have endured that you could rewrite as strength building stories? Think about one that you want to dive a little deeper into. Think about the lessons learned that could help others and think about how did that story make you stronger? Okay, so that's like the follow up to this. So your six steps to turning struggles into stories of strengths. Number one, rewrite the story as a neutral truth. Number two, tell it in an open ended format through either journal writing, dictating, talking it through with a therapist or a good friend or a partner. Number three, pay attention to what you learned from living the story. Number four, note how it made you stronger. Number five, consider how someone else would share the story about you if they were telling, talking about you from the outside. And then number six, recognize how sharing your stories can help others and create connection through vulnerability. All right. This was our final episode of the summer series for the month of August. We still have one week of August left. So If you haven't listened to all of the episodes in August on how to lean into leadership, make sure to go back and listen into those. And then for the final Monday in August, the fifth Monday of August, we are going to be talking about kind of a synthesis of these three themes that we've talked about this summer. So we talked about in the month of June, we talked about how to get out of your own way. In July, we talked about how to retrain your brain. In August, we talked about how to lean into leadership. And then on next week's episode, we're going to do a synthesis of all three of these together. What does this mean in a bigger spectrum 
in a bigger context and where do we go from here? So thank you for being a part of the summer series. This has been so much fun and I'm very much looking forward to so much content. While you've been listening to the summer series, I've been planning out everything for the fall and I got some good stuff coming your way. So stay tuned. Thank you for being here today. I'll be back on Wednesday with a great interview and I'll be here next Monday for this final synthesis of the summer series so that you can make sure that you are ready to lead like a mother as we move into this next season, starting with a new school year, heading into fall and really embracing the rest of 2021. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wannabe Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.